today we're recording this on September 16th, 2023. Uh, but as I talked to, as I said before, if you guys ever have an email or you want to talk to me about something uh, that I've said, something I've written, um, you know, you have disagreements or you just want more explanation or anything, you know, send me an email. I'm happy to go over it. And I wanted to get a segment like this for subscribers where I do go into more detail about it. And, uh, well, we got one of our emails here. Somebody sent me a nice, lengthy email. Uh, I hope to actually have them on the podcast eventually, but we'll we'll see. But it sounds like from this email, I'm going to read parts of it, not all of it. And obviously I'm going to keep it anonymous, listeners. But I'm going to respond to some of it uh, for you guys that uh, pay for this show here. A nice little bonus for you. But... Very long email, very long email, and I like that. That means that I got. That means that this, this, you know, the listener was thinking, was intrigued, was conflicted. Man, you know, all the things <clears throat> that are required when you're when you're thinking about something deeply. And I appreciate that. So again, shout out to anyone that sends me an email here. Again, I'm very nice. I know I can come off kind of grumpy and agitated, but I'm very nice. I, <laughs> I. Uh, I want to engage with stuff like this. So I'll just go through this. There's a, there's a couple, and you know, the very nice email that's talking about how much they like the podcast, uh, references to heavy board and the name, right? Everybody loves Berryman. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So this, this listener sent in, uh, I found myself sort of engaging in an ongoing conversation with you in my mind, which is strange. Although, maybe not. I guess it's not unlike what I do as I'm reading literary criticism or essays on topics I'm interested in. Uh, and he said, you know, wish he would have taken notes on l- listening and reflecting on my podcast. Uh, that's very flattering to take notes on <laughs> what I say. Uh, uh, but I appreciate you reaching out here, listener. So uh, let's 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 get into what some of the some of the arguments. And, he, and it, it, the listener does clarify here in this: th- these are in no way any serious arguments, but instead of just quick conversational, but instead just quick and conversational thoughts. Um, he said, you know, read them with a sense of gratitude for you know you sharing your thoughts in public. Blah blah. Yeah, uh, of course, I wouldn't take it as a uh, as a negative here, listeners. But okay, so a couple episodes that this person wrote in about. Um, I'm gonna, I'll let you know right here. So the hatred of poetry episode, uh, the Harold Bloom episode on the art of reading poetry, and the learner episode was the hatred of poetry. Uh, Gary Snyder, Turtle Island, uh, and then a little bit about uh, Walt Whitman. So all those episodes, listeners, if you want to refresh yourself, you can go back and listen. Uh, before I go into the first one here, I think it's important to remind everyone. Um, I always say I don't stand by anything I say on the podcast unless I do, right? Like it's kind of this because it is weird. Like it's there are some things that I say that I think are absolutely absolutely true, but then there's also like, you know, we're just talking. There's like we're just talking element of of podcasting generally and you know what can you do so yeah I know it's difficult for some people especially as a listener you know you're listening to me secondhand almost even though it doesn't feel that way right like so I get it but I'm glad that this this listener wrote in and and got something out of it and actually wanted to provoke a conversation and and be um, involved in that way and I I like that so let's get into uh, the hatred of poetry here 
Uh, so what this listener wrote in is I found myself a bit more sympathetic to learner's position, and I think this may simply come from other readings, lectures, conversations I've engaged with. This is most clear in my mind with poets that approach their poem in relation to the composition of a book-length work. And then he goes into a few examples here, as Ezra Pound, right? Uh, when you're looking at a book-length work, the Cantos, um, a few other writers here. I'm not familiar with all the writers that are listed here. Uh, uh, and then there's a little bit... Okay, so let's look at this. So he says, not a book, but the book. A life's work, so to speak. One long poem. And he essentially concluded that the poem that the poems and the book are one, and that it would be impossible for the book to be written in a single lifetime, which I guess could be seen as an inevitable failure. Um, yes. Uh, so before I go even further, he keeps he gives a few more examples with uh, Charles Olson, Robert Duncan, a couple other poets. Uh, so I'll, let me just address this, uh, that the poems in the book are one and that it would be impossible for the book to be written in a single lifetime you know if you want like a whole book length work of poetry so i guess you're maybe in the epic tradition and things like that i think is what this listener is getting at and then you know using examples of more contemporary writers that are participating in that i think that's true uh but it, the, the impossibility angle is what i'm what i struggle with really here um impossible for the book to be written in a single lifetime maybe but i just think that when we start talking in these these larger scale terms so that it would be impossible to capture something in some of these poems uh i don't know i mean maybe most people's lifetimes they couldn't capture or couldn't complete a book-length work like Pounds, Cantos, or something that he considered a failure. Um, yeah, I'm sympathetic to that. But I think I'm also kind of... Just this idea of, of, of it being impossible to complete in a lifetime, and I was like, well, that's all we got, man. And I just think that if we're using... When we go too large a scale, when we go too broad on this, like, oh, we can't do it in a single lifetime, it's like, that could be very true. But it's also like, I feel like that is a diminishing, like we've been defeated type of attitude. Where I say, I like a more positive attitude on the art. Where I say, actually, the goal should be to do the impossible in a single lifetime. And I know that's just as vague. But, uh, yeah. So I think there's something to that. that I And my real problem with Lerner's book, like The Hatred of Poetry, is that I think... And I know people don't like this, to hear this. I think Lerner has i know people like his books whatever i've never actually read any of his books but i know they're very popular and he's very well awarded it doesn't matter what i say about him but it's just like i think learner has actually added nothing to any literary conversation i think learner is actually i don't mean this unless like an insult i think he's incredibly dull and boring i think his uh observations about the craft uh whether that's fiction or poetry are nothing you couldn't read in a Norton textbook anthology. Um, I think he adds almost nothing to the conversation. I think he obscures a lot. I think he over-romanticizes a lot. And that's really my problem with a lot of the hatred of poetry. And my bigger problem with the hatred of poetry is that it doesn't actually address what he calls the hatred of poetry. I think it should have actually addressed something uh, that that book actually doesn't 
tell us anything, doesn't actually say much of anything about why people hate poetry, why you shouldn't hate poetry or anything like that. It's more of just kind of a summary of things he's read and his ideas on it, which again are not very breakthrough or interesting. They are the same ideas that everybody has had about these craft forms since, you know, time and memoriam. Uh, so that's really my issue with it. But I think, I think this listener wanted to just talk a little bit more about it. So he says, but then again, I often think that poetry at its best can help us define this kind of synthesis, can help us make new connections. Um, uh, so maybe it's less right slash wrong, but instead more about the possibilities. And in that sense, the hatred of poetry seems a great provocation. Uh, and I, I agree with that. I think it is a provocative. I mean, even just the title is provocative, right? The hatred of poetry, it's a provocative title. I wish there was something behind the provocation. I think the provocation that he's doing, other than the title, is weak. Very weak. Um, if you're hearing this, it's because you are listening to the free public feed of Heavy Board. To get complete, uncensored, uninterrupted, full access to this podcast, become a subscriber at patreon.com slash heavyboard. That's right. Heavy Board is made possible by subscribers like you. For less than one cup of coffee per month, you will receive private access to uncensored, full-length episodes, jerk shop, heavy bonus content, subscribers-only AMA episodes, bonus extended interviews, and more. Come join the conversation today at patreon.com slash heavyboard.